0: This is the Girls of Gen Z podcast, a virtual hangout space created to inspire, encourage, and provoke positive energy for the everyday Gen Z girl like me. This podcast series was created to give my generation a space to talk and express our feelings amongst our authentic selves. So charge your phone, grab your AirPods, and after this episode, post on social media using the hashtag Girls of Gen Z. I'm your host, Lee Ariel, and welcome to the Girls of Gen Z podcast hey girl hey welcome back to the girls of gen z podcast i'm your host Lee l and this is the hr also known as harsh reality series and i have my guest mc with me hey girlies it's Allie, and today we'll be talking about the education system so i have been in private school and now i'm in public school as a high schooler and Allie is actually from new york and she has also been in private school and public school yeah. and she has moved down to north carolina so she's gonna also talk about the differences that she's seen in the big apple in <laughs> oh the Tar Heel State. Mm. <laughs> I know. So, firstly, I was in private school from like kindergarten to second grade, like the beginning of second grade, mm. because in public schools, the year starts later than my private school. And from there on, I've been in public public school for the rest of my life and the biggest difference I firstly was able to take away was the ability in which you learn things Mm. like I know in private school they definitely took the time for you to actually understand the material whereas in public school it's just kind of like you either get it or you don't get it Mm -hmm. so it's like if you have a hard time understanding things it takes you some more time Mm -hmm. teachers are usually not very willing to work with you past elementary school Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) yeah I think <clears throat> personally i went to private school from first grade to fourth grade um and i went to a waldorf school which um is just a very different style of teaching um it's more i guess the elementary school years are very into the arts and we do eurythmy and um we learn two languages and it's, it's definitely a very different process of learning because you don't really start learning your, you learn things a little bit later and eventually, like throughout the years you get caught up, but it's just a very different like style of education. So it's not like your average, you know, private or public school. It's, it's just a very different, environment and it's for some people and it's for others
0: yeah I know that when I switched over to public school I've been going to what you would say is like your magnet school here Mm -hmm. in North Carolina I've been going to a magnet school for basically all my life since I've been in public school even now Mm -hmm. so I feel like that is different that that does make my school experience different than your traditional high school because I know like our school people complain all the time about like it not being the best mm-hmm. but in reality it was a lot worse going on than like a ton of other schools around yeah. our city so I definitely think that we do have it better compared to other schools but is the learning still kind of well, I, I won't say bad mm-hmm. but is the learning that we receive in school still not the best yes and what i prefer private school over public school yes but also i believe that the experiences that a public school gives you will set you up for the world like the real world yeah because because in the workforce they act the same way as these kids in high yeah. school
1: <laughs> yeah because i think like <clears throat> at my private school well i went to two but um why switch to go to private school because bullying was not eating in in kindergarten and you know my mom thought it would be like maybe a more nurturing environment and we it definitely was more like a sheltered um school so like you it was a very sheltered school and um you stayed with the same teacher um throughout like most of the years um and the same group of students the same class and I personally like public school better than private school. I mean, I spent, you know, once I left that school in the middle of of fourth grade, I spent the rest of fourth grade trying to catch up. And I spent most of fifth grade trying to catch up, like trying to get back onto the level of every other student. And it carried all the way out to um, middle school, like seventh grade, like I didn't learn. The fifty states, or whatever you want to call it, like I know that's like a simple, like okay, every kid should like know the song, or you I know, never the song like you, thing. oh well, there was a or whatever. But I like, know what
0: song you're talking about. I don't know the yeah, song. Yeah,
1: but either. like there was just like certain things that like most kids should have learned in elementary school that I didn't get, so I had to catch up like the whole time, and definitely like switching back to public school was different because people were different than my private school like my private school was very like family oriented so you hung out with them outside of school and it was like your own little family and I'm still friends with people from that school but like once I moved to public school I realized how like mean and petty like girls actually were and and just people in general like the level of fakeness like I had never really experienced that because like at my other private school like of course like people can be like mean or whatever but it was never like nasty energy you know Yeah, I know
0: what you're saying. I know that my private school that I went to was actually a Christian school, like a Christian private school. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I don't know. It wasn't small, I would say, because it was, like, K to 12, so it was a lot of kids, but it was a really, really great experience for me. I know going into private school, I was ahead of my class. Like, I knew things that, like, other kids didn't, and I really remember the techniques that they taught us in private school. So, like, Mm. I have a really funny story. So... In prior school, like, if you didn't know how to spell a word, right, our thing was you were supposed to underline the word mm-hmm. so that you know that you didn't spell it right. Mm-hmm. And, like, you would go back and try to, like, see the correct spelling. But well, when I got to my public school, it was, like, my first day of school there. And I had, like, trans – I don't know what they call, like, when you – trans oh, transfer. I transferred <laughs> during the second week of school. So everybody had already kind of, like, met each other. And I was, like, mm-hmm. new,
1: right? She was so- a new girl, a new, mysterious girl. Yes. yes. And <laughs> –
0: I was sitting in class and I was writing and my teacher was like, "Oh, your penmanship is so beautiful because mm-hmm. in my school they taught us to curve our letters on the end. Like yeah. they weren't straight, like, you know. They had us curb them. And um, she would I would like write my stuff. And she's like, well, why do you underline these words?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I couldn't really give her a reason because it was something that they just, they just instilled in us mm-hmm. from a very early age that it was just like we knew to underline the words that we thought were a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I really loved my private school. I, I hate that you had a bad experience from private yeah. school. Well, I think it just depends on your school. I think I think it, depends
1: on your, it school. depends on your school. It definitely depends on your school because I think, and especially like, I will say that I learned a lot from that whole high school experience. I mean- I am very, very grateful that they taught us Spanish and German starting in first grade. Like, I kept that with us. Yes,
0: I remember we had, it was like mandatory that you took a language.
1: And, you know, I also started my viola there. That's where my viola started. We started in, like, second grade, and I've stuck with my viola ever since. And I've also made some lifelong friends um, as well. So I won't say it was a horrible experience, but, like, I definitely prefer public school over private school. And I think... The rules in school, in the school districts, are very different in New York than in here. And that's what I had to get used to when moving from a New York school to a North Carolina school. So
0: what were those rules? Because I, like, in my mind, being, I am i don't know, would I say I'm from the South? Because I don't feel Mm. like North Carolina is that Southern. But it
1: is when you're not from...
0: But in my eyes, New York is like hardcore yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but guys Ali didn't really go to like your typical like she wasn't mm-hmm. like those like wait were you inner city from the stories that you was told me it doesn't sound Mm-mm. like you were in i was
1: i was right outside the city i was
0: like some people true it, new yorkers don't live inner city guys oh um it wasn't like i've heard people say that I'm can't like, yeah. Two New Yorkers don't live in the city.
1: Yeah, I did not live in the city. I lived across, Mm -hmm. like, across. I'm not going to mention the bridge because we don't need to get into too many details. (laughs) But I lived across the bridge from the city. So I was right there. Could honestly take a... You could take anything. You could take a bus. You could take a train. Add a train right there. So um, definitely New York high schools are definitely different than our high school. I will say, like, lunch-wise, we are only allowed to eat in the cafeteria in... In the school I'm in now, we are only allowed to eat in the cafeteria and seniors are allowed to eat outside. At my pub at my other school, um, you were allowed to pretty much eat anywhere. Um, they installed like designated des- designated 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 designated. I was like, that does not sound right. Designated um classrooms. Um, that people could eat lunch in to kind of, like, separate, like, us because COVID was happening. I mean, it still is happening, but it was, like, a lot at that point. And, you know, you could eat outside on the, um not the football field, the soccer field. I guess that was the soccer field. The soccer field, like, you know, you could eat wherever you pretty much wanted. Like, I ate wherever I wanted. Like, I ate in the hallways. You could eat in the hallways. You could eat anywhere. So that was one major thing the class times, and how many classes you have in the day. I hear it's an A-B schedule. I'm used to an A through E schedule, Um, which sounds a little bit intense, but it's honestly not once you get the hang of it. It's very easy to understand because it's like your classes just go down in a row every day. So like you had A day, you know, you had science first block. Okay, B day, you have science second block. And then C day, you have science third block. And then D day, you drop science. So that's like kind of the routine. And then, you know, um so and I'm used to a 45 not 45 a 60 minute class period down here it's a 90 minute class period and we only have four classes a day I'm used to my nice six let's talk about lunch because that was my biggest adjustment moving down here which was the lunch periods like you only have 25 minutes to eat I'm used to my nice little 45 so that was very different. Um, just the how many juniors, how many sophomores and freshmen are in the classes that I'm in was very different to me because like it, it's very, it wasn't unusual, but like your class, if you were a junior, you would be with mostly juniors minus like a couple, you know, sophomores or like freshmen. Like last year, I my geometry class, it was mostly sophomores, but then you had like four or three um four or three freshmen but like here it's like every like it's a it's a it's a it's a mix compared to like my old school where it was kind of like okay you take this this year and you take this this next year unless like you've taken that like weird um test in middle school which upgrades you or whatever
0: yeah but guys also we go to a smaller high school compared to your typical high well, school.
1: Well, not like mine cuz I'm you're when I came here I was like this is a huge school. It's giving very much college campus Our energy. school is
0: not Have you've not seen some of the big like bigger bigger
1: schools in our area? I haven't cuz my old high school was one building and three floors. Uh, There's like six different buildings on this campus.
0: Yeah, and it, and our campus is actually really really small guys. But um yeah, I also heard on the interweb Ooh, that there was some something going on. Well, I don't know exactly what state it was. I think everybody heard about this on the news. But it was some state that was trying to get rid of Black History Month and that things, um, things of that nature within the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I just remember very vividly um, when I first switched over to public school that it was like um, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And we did like something for MLK Mm -hmm. and from that grade onward I have never done anything else until this year Mm -hmm. for my civics class guys and it's so it's so crazy that a state will want to just get rid of the small small bit of I don't even know like Awareness to the world that African American people have, and that comes through education because usually, within the education system, most of our history books are not really exactly what they're not that
1: 100% accurate because it's only telling one side of the story. Yeah,
0: so at least having any form of like validation of knowing that it's in there at all is so beneficial to society and to the culture in general Mm -hmm. but when it's just completely not there it's so sad and that's how I feel like that's how so many kids become so tone deaf to the world around them they're just like oh well I've never heard of that that can't be true
1: and it's really unfortunate because like school is like the one place where you are supposed to learn like history because you know or closely somewhat factual history versus just opinions because you know as a child you're growing up in your parents home so you're listening to their opinions and you're kind of forming your opinions off of them like that's your piggybacking off of them so having your school you know give that basic you know you can learn about other cultures that's really important i did see aoc speaking about it and how they were like just banning like it so like influential people i'm like why are you banning harriet tubman Mm-hmm. like why are you banning Rosa Parks like just like what is the reason like it's just so unfortunate and I think like at my private school we read this book and I can never remember the name but it was so like like it was like it was a it's about a slave a black slave who I think and I if you guys can fi- if you find the book please let me know because I can never remember the book na- the book title but it's like a blue-ish book like the cover I think is like a blue and it's about this girl who's a slave and like a war something is happening I don't know if it's a war but something is happening and she helps her slave owner's family and like she's best friends with like the, the master's um daughter or whatever or son I'm not sure I think it was daughter and like at the end like she saves their lives and then she doesn't become free she's still a slave so reading that as like a young child and like one of the my my private school was not um super duper diverse so there were literally only two black students in my class and just reading that was kind of it was just very like okay well can we read something else like i know my mom wasn't too pleased that this was put in i guess our curriculum because it was like you're so what are you teaching? What what was the point of the book? Because you're not telling me that the slave got freed. You're telling me she risked her life for them, but then she was still her slave. I, I just, like, the math just wasn't mathing. And I think just not, like, hearing too much about, like, your your history or whatever. I think it's just really important for kids to, you know, feel feel validated and feel heard, especially in school.
0: Yes. And I just wish that schools would have more transparency. I know Allie, Allie is new to the state, but in the area in general. <laughs> but there is a school in our area that is, like, very well known for being a predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. And people, I remember I had friends coming out of middle school saying, like, oh, my goodness, that's the only school I want to go to because it's, like, the best school in um, our area. Mm-hmm. And they just provide so much for their students. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Lo and behold, I went to her her birthday party, and mm-hmm. she just filled me on some information that that school is so incredibly bad. It was so bad to the point where one bad thing got out on the internet because students were posting it on social media, and from that point onward you just don't hear anything about them and it's also under the rug no matter if it nice. was them illegally hiring people to play on their football team Ooh. and them having to refund all their um, donations Ooh. no matter if it was their principal doing some very inappropriate things with students which is, which is what got out on the internet Ooh, but Lord. the I believe the principal got in like basically a higher position
1: oh we talked about this
0: yes so it's just so interesting to me that we see things like that with schools that have a very large amount of white students. But mm-hmm. then you look at schools in our area that are predominantly African-American, any minor thing that happens is front cover news. Exactly. <laughs> it's breaking news, yeah. which I feel like that double standard is really, really crazy. I feel like there was more transparency within the school system, mm-hmm. especially in our area, because we're mainly under one school system.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I think it's really important for schools to really listen to their students and try to make a change. And I commend my um, high school in New York because we read To Kill a Mockingbird, and I found that very offensive and racist mm-hmm. and very stereotypical. And I, one of the choice, when we finished the book and when we were supposed to write an essay, one of the choices was to write um how we shouldn't read the book in our, you know, how we shouldn't read book in our school. And I wrote my essay about that. That's what I wrote about. And my teacher commended me on it and said, you know, you're a great writer and said that she asked me if she could use that as an example for the following year. Now, there's so much wrong with that statement for the fact that you're saying, can I use this for the following year? And I'm kind of just felt like, oh, did you not read? my essay did you not read all you know what i said how i felt and it just was it was kind of sad and to be fair like this was i read this book freshman year and i was just like i don't we should not be reading this book anymore because it's just it's it's wrong and you know my mom was listening to podcasts about it and just hearing people's other perspectives it was just really enlightening and then sophomore year i Was like, okay, I need to speak to somebody about this to make sure we don't read this book in schools. So I scheduled a meeting with the principal. I met with the principal, and then um, I'm not, I can't remember what his role was, but it was an English teacher who I guess was on the board or maybe not on the board, but he was just, he was, he had some higher position than just being an English teacher. And we talked about the book. We talked about, you know, just trying to implement more um just more um if we're you know if we're going to talk about uh history if we're going to talk about black history even if it's fictional we shouldn't talk about it in just the perspective of a white person we should talk about it from an actual black person and i think just you know adding more black and african-american writers into our you know into our reading and, you know, our lists are, are very important. And it was just such a great and productive conversation, you know, And I found out that, you know, the book isn't read anymore. And it's just, you know, a quote is taken from it. And I think that's just ultimately really important. And just hearing that also, you know, my teacher didn't do it, but that another English teacher actually said the N word when it was written in the book and they were not black and they were white and excused because they said, oh, well, it's educational and yada, yada, yada. It was in the book. Well, that can't be an excuse anymore for white teachers. Like we get, we see it on the, we see it on the page. You don't need to say it out loud. And you can't just hide behind the fact that like, oh, well, it's educational. It's history, It's yada, 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 yada. Like, no, you're making other kids feel uncomfortable. Like nobody, I don't care if you were using it in, you know, in a whatever you're deciding it just you don't have to say it we all we all can see it you don't have to say it so i think just making sure that your school is you know just trying to make the school system a better and more inclusive place is just really important yes i agree
0: i think that a lot of the times school is not very inclusive especially for students or african-american students or just. Students of minority in general that go to mm-hmm. a predominantly white school, it can be hard to feel like you fit in, to mm-hmm. feel like you belong, especially when people do offensive things to your culture and you try to explain, but you're not actually heard.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I
0: also feel like to, to expand on this a little bit more, you have the issue of just the stigma of mental health as teenagers in school. Mm-hmm. is just, it. we need to unpack it because firstly, Please. a lot of people don't understand that school is also a stressful Like, school is our job outside of if you actually work a job. Mm -hmm. And within that job that we have to go through every single day, it's a stressful one, no matter if it's your own A day, B day schedule like us, no matter if you're on A through E schedule, or if you're on like you go to the same class every single day and you switch semesterly. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, in general, people should. I'm not saying adults' jobs are not difficult. Do mm-hmm. I believe they're more difficult than just going to school every day? Yes. Mm-hmm. But do we need to be given some credit on how difficult it can be to work with adults sometimes? Because mm-hmm. some adults just genuinely do not want to work with children. Yeah. And that concerns me because it's, why are you in this position of the classroom leader? You exactly. are the person that holds the authority in the classroom, but mm-hmm. you don't really want to work with children. You yeah. don't want to be... A giver per se yeah. to enlighten us
1: and enrich us. Yeah. You don't want to do that. So why are you here? And I think like a really, you know, I'm gonna say two things because you know, one, you know, it's not just we're going to school for five days, five days, you know, a week, and we're doing schoolwork for seven seven hours. M- a lot of kids, I can say, I am. I'm going to school for five days, and then my two days that I have off, I'm still doing schoolwork, like it never ends and it's a lot you know on your mental toll if you're not taking those mental health times like you're not doing something for yourself on the weekend if you're not taking a break and i think it's really important that we need to correct how much homework we're being given like you know just the structure of classes and because it's just a lot for an average yeah. student and also um unfortunately nowadays like teachers aren't getting paid what they need to get paid yeah. And that's just the reality of life. But, like, it's not only affecting them, it's also affecting us. Because if your heart isn't in it because, you know, you're not getting your deserved pay or you're doing too much work and you're not getting what you want, like, it's affecting how they're teaching us. Some teachers are, you know, giving up or they just don't – they can't care anymore because they're not being paid enough or they're, you know, going through something. And I think it's it's hard now that we're – like, I'm seeing, like, teachers that are just not in it. Like, you're not in it to teach. This is not your – you know this is not what you want to do in life, and it's like it affects and it and it and it affects the student because mm-hmm. we're no
0: longer able to learn because exactly. you're you, you don't want to provide and be a teacher anymore, and I mean that's fine. You grow out of things, and largely due to the fact that you're not being paid what your time what your time is worth. Mm-hmm. But while you are still here, you should still be able to help those children because. At the end of the day, no matter how many final exams we take, yeah. if we're if the whole class, if all your students are not doing well, that they're not being, uh, you're not seeing like a good amount of score. If you're not seeing
1: a median of a decent passing yeah. score, yeah. then that's just a reflection of your teaching. teaching. It's never it's it. Sometimes, of course, it is a reflection of students, but it's also a reflection of your teaching. Because if you're seeing your top students getting like seventies on a test, you need to sit there and think about that because. It ain't, it, it, it isn't all just us. It's also you. It's also much how much time and dedication you put into your work. Because it's like, okay, like, what these activities, like, I can't listen for 90 minutes of you just standing there. Like, my brain shuts off after 60. So, making sure that, like, you're kind of catering to every single, I know it's hard, but trying to, you know, make class different. You know, trying to get kids involved. Because a lot of the ways kids learn is not just listening. Like a lot of the ways kids learn is doing interactive activities, like, you know, and then relating it to the real world. I think is really important to like, yes. give a relation to the real world. And I think that's important in history, but also in math, like if you tell a story or whatever and say like, oh, this means this, like you'll remember like a, mm. a great way to like memorize stuff is by relating it to something, you know, you know. Yes. And I know a lot of kids
0: around me, even in school question is this going to be useful in five years from now? Is is what I'm learning right now inside this classroom going to benefit me in any way? And being able to relate it back to a moment where you had to use it makes me feel better about learning it, you know? Because sometimes I've, I've always been the kind of kid that loved going to school. And over the years, that love has started to fade away because I've had teachers that made my learning experience not enjoyable anymore and you know they're a great person but just not a great Great teacher teacher, and sometimes you know like even when you have artists i know in a previous episode we talked about music Mm -hmm. You have to separate the artists you have to say you have to separate the music from the artist sometimes you have to separate the teaching from the teacher because it's been moments where i'm just like i cannot take it anymore Mm -hmm. but i also feel like as we were talking about the mental health of students i think that students should be given a break i know Mm -hmm. i work on work literally all the time Mm -hmm. no matter if i'm in school or out of school it's oh my goodness i have homework i have to do i have to turn this assignment in and then even the time that we get over the summer i feel like it's not even long enough like the summer is not long that's not
1: even that's like two months and that's it like and then if you have summer work for next year like what am i supposed to do and i think just we need to really prioritize the children because this is helping the kids this is about the kids you know getting prepared learning for the future so Yeah, I think it's just, it's a little bit hard for students who, you know, we have to do work all the time. And then, you know, sometimes it isn't even worth it. Like, because it's like, how long can you really last? Like, are you, you know, I'll I'll be tired. And it's like, am I really going to stay up two extra hours to finish this work? Like, is it worth it? Like, is it worth, you know, me being sleep deprived me, you know, feeling exhausted the whole entire day? And, Sometimes I just have to say no. It's it's honestly not. And I I just go to bed. And I'm like, if it's late, it's gonna have to be late tomorrow.
0: Yes, and I've seen over the years and I'm, I've heard from like parents saying that the US like lacks achievement goals within students compared mm-hmm. to like other countries. And I find that so so not even shocking, but just mm-hmm. kind of reassuring to what our education education system is sitting at. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like It's it's sad, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's gonna take a lot of time to see improvement because we have to get our economics hoping where teachers firstly want to be able to work. Yeah, if they're getting a decent amount of pay, they have to deal with children every (laughs) single day. But then also, if we take the time to acknowledge our students and the health of our students, because students are just not always okay. The same way teachers are not always okay when Mm -hmm. they come inside to teach to what 15 or more students on every single day so i definitely think that if we take some time to listen to our students listen to their needs within schools Mm -hmm. and also listen to our teachers and better equip them to be able to teach children
1: i think we'll see some change maybe and definitely just you know giving them a larger um a larger amount of money that they can get for, you know, supplies and what they need because a lot of teachers are just in, you know, underfunded communities are just kind of struggling and just using what they have.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that's a sad situation on both ends, the Mm -hmm. student and the teacher and even parents at home. Yeah. Because I know parents, y'all go through a lot Mm -hmm. because the phone calls home are ridiculous (laughs) but yes guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week bye y'all i hope you enjoyed today's episode follow and let me know if a topic you would like me to talk about next time continue to be a gen z girl gorgeously exuberant notable and zestful And remember, keep your head held high. I'll see you next time.